So, what's your uh, favorite thing to do for Halloween? <laughs> well, like she did it. That was like Eleventh teeth. try. I she can't. pulled off the question. Take one hundred and forty-six. We got her. Okay, uh, for Halloween, uh, as a father of three, I've taken kids trick or treating. That's my favorite thing. But since they're twenty, twenty-two, and almost twenty-four. I haven't done that in a while. So Halloween is just the big pumpkin for me. Peter. My niece was born on Halloween. Oh no! Like, the, like October thirty first no, is so her that's why you birthday. dressed up in the as a dinosaur. Dinosaur. It's the last time I wore a costume. You dressed up as a dinosaur for what? For, for my her niece's birthday, birthday party. Oh, birthday party. That'd be a really fun birthday to have as a kid. I feel like. I wish if you I was could get camera time because you have the most by far. Pumpkin-y outfit. Pumpkin-y outfit. You are full-fledged. Halloween is my favorite. I'm having a party. Stop it. I'm I can see that being your favorite. I'm gonna, I'm, I make our costumes every year. I don't want to tell you what they are. Say, oh, we're going to get I know what you were last year. I know what you were last year. You were the number nine from 11. Stranger <laughs> Things. I was close. <laughs> I was two numbers off. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. I've never seen the show. This year, we're going as... um. Plankton from SpongeBob and Karen, the computer wife. No. What is Karen, the computer I don't even know what that Plankton's is. wife is a computer. I did not what? know that. I'm the computer. I'm convinced that kids who watch SpongeBob in their childhood are behind everybody. Yeah. Hey. I, I agree with that. Like way that. behind. What else about nah. Halloween? <laughs> that was pretty you just, good. You just did that? <laughs> I thought that was her. Wow. Three, take it or leave it. Wow, I can do the voices. I, I never watched we the show. I did not. Know well, we I make. There. I get to make like fun decorations. It's all craft. You make punch. Yeah, you're crafty. I gotta too. make. I'm making some fun little drinks and nice. some foods, and I make a little veggie tray that looks like a pumpkin. A veggie tray. Oh, kind of and we watch. Smokes. What, what kind of party is this with a veggie tray? I don't know. My friends like to eat a healthy foods, but I'm also making. Brownies with cookies spider webs on them. And cookies, I'm sure. And then I'm making um, um, like, what was I gonna say? I don't know. It just blanked out of my know. mind. I have no idea. Okay, rapid fire round. Favorite Halloween candy? Candy? Yeah. Just candy in general. Had, or Halloween. If, if candy. you had to eat one Halloween staple for the rest of your life, Twix. Is, is, it, is it like anything in the bag, or does it have to be like that lame? Candy corn stuff. No, 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 what? no. It can be. It can be any regular. candy. Yeah, like oh, any, any candy. candy. Easy, yeah. uh, easy. Uh, peanut M and M's. Not even close. Peanut M and M. What a terrible answer! Oh my gosh, what that's a awesome. Terrible. Twix. Answer. Reese's cups. So what's the difference? Like that's like personal choice. Like I don't know. I think you. Just like if somebody said candy corn, candy. like it's, dude, you I get, love candy corn. You know what else that's we do? Gross. We watch a movie in the attic of our house. That's cool. Nice. What that's movie really is it going to cool. be this year? I don't know. Do you have any suggestions for me? We want to make it really. Texas scary. Chainsaw Massacre scared the crap out of me. That's not very scary. What? You watch it nowadays? Face? Oh, lost Are you kidding me? A demented family in Tyler, Texas? Are you serious? No. We should I'm watch out. something about an attic. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. You need to stay up out in the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out in the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Welcome to 10 Minutes with Tony Scott. Yeah. Everything, boys and girls, youth hockey here in Minnesota will be focusing all of our attention on our beautiful two trophies now, the Big Pumpkin and Little Pumpkin coming up soon later on in the broadcast. How are you doing today, Peter Rodney? I've never been better in my entire life. I think I... I think you're being sarcastic. I no. think I'm holistically in the best spot in my life in a long time right now. So, really? Yeah. You look like the Hamburglar. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. But I'm in a good spot. Uh, kids are all. My kids are doing great. Wife's doing great. Business is doing great. How do you We're know your kids on. are doing great? Because I talked to each one of them yesterday. In fact. Mm. Yeah, but your kids also ended up at the U. So. Two of them. Yeah. And they're doing great. So exciting uh, times for them in college and just out of college. So Why aren't you going to ask me about my kids? Because you don't have any. What are you, you talking have, about? You need to have a what child. What are you talking about? I have two. You do not. 
Gordy, oh, oh, yeah. Gordy and Rex. Because dogs. dogs are the same as Four-legged kids. Four-legged Why aren't you count. asking me about my dogs? Because I'm not interested. Only thing I know about your dogs is you scream at them whenever I'm on the phone with you and you're in your house. I don't scream. Yes, I you do. Gordy, put that down. Like You're going to be a yeah. great dad someday. You're going to be a great dad. I'm going to be a yeller. What's your... Let's, let's do names of children. Eat your broccoli. What's what? Give me a boy and girl names for the future Odneys of the world. Come on, like with Lara's input because she's just got a doesn't different matter. Idea it's than just I do. it's just for fun. Let's go, uh, Peter Junior. Nope. Okay, I, I would never do that. Jameer. To a kid. It would we talked not about, be Jameer. We like the name. I Jameer. do love Jameer Nelson. That's a cool. He name. He's one of my favorite college. Okay, what's players. what's the name you would like? Uh, honestly, the one that we've kind of come to the middle on is Cullen. Cullen. Yep. As in Matt Cullen. It's not after Matt Cullen. Okay. It's after Mark it's Cullen. Cullen it's after. <laughs> it's not after, I promise. It's after it's not, Twilight. It's not after Twilight either. Now oh. that you bring up Twilight, makes me not want to do it. But okay. the, na- the name was going to be uh, Cullen Bruce. Okay. Oof. To honor my Scottish heritage and my original Scottish clan. All right. Uh, what is the female first Odney's name going to be? Uh, we are just like every other progressive white couple in St. Paul. So Piper is on the table. I had a dog named Piper. Uh, Piper. I've always liked the name Izzy. Ooh, I like that name. I like it. I, I think like it's Piper just too. like a fun, silly name. Uh, but I feel like Piper had a moment years ago. I so like now that. now I don't know what we're Good choices. Do I like that. I hope I have girls, though. Uh, all right. The question to get the show kicked off and to p- pay off my prop. Um, have you done anything in the last six weeks? I know you've done, you bought to a make house a in, difference. in July. What have you done in the last six weeks that's interesting? I have done. Hopefully, it's hockey related, but okay, it's not. Well, it, it my answer is twofold. Doesn't so have to be. I like to write when I'm doing just oh, yes. writing. I like to write at the library. Oh, gotcha. Yep. So I've learned a lot about college hockey arenas, and mm-hmm. what I've learned is that we are incredibly spoiled in Minnesota with the palaces we that are. our college teams get to play. Amazing inside. Palaces. Some schools are not as lucky, and I find myself <laughs> googling some of these facilities, and I'm like, "This is worse than Super Rink Seven. No offense. To there the are Rink. a couple. I wrote a. I've wrote a few, and a couple of them are Super Rink Seven. But I'm looking at at some rinks, and I'm just like, "What do I say about this? The wall is a nice shade of beige." <laughs> The yeah. ceiling looks like it's got a leak. So spoiler but, alert, uh, we're, we're helping write the yeah. the book for Matt Jasper's next project. He wrote Home Ice and did a pictorial book. And this book is on uh, college hockey rinks. And we are the authors of the uh, descriptions of each of these rinks. And I, I've had a lot of fun with mine. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of went a little deeper than I should have on some of them, but the one I'm doing now is Northeastern Matthews arena, which is easily, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's better than Yost. It's the coolest rink out of all the rinks and Northeastern university took over ownership in 1979 mm-hmm. and it was previous. It was originally the Boston Bruins arena. Interesting. The second I mean, half of my, unbelievable. the second half of my answer is, uh, what I've done the last six weeks, I've noticed that the level of decorum at libraries is at an all-time low. Oh, is it loud? Yes, it is. Like people chatting? Oh, yeah. Not so good. there's it's a two-level library. It's the Ramsey <laughs> County Library in Roseville, which I've been going to since I was a child. Uh, and the first floor is like the kids and teens A little teens bit of comfort area. zone there for you, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah a little yeah, blanky yeah, yeah. for yeah. you. Well, not a blankie, but I swing by the gas station. I get the same thing every time. Ham sandwich, obviously. Obviously. Um, But the first floor is for kids and teens, and that one's a little bit louder, as it should be, because kids and teens need a place to go after school, and I'd rather have them be at the library than... Right. They get a little longer leash, right? Selling illegal Gatorade somewhere. Um, But it seems like there's a group of high school children who show up around 4 o'clock every weekday march upstairs to the quiet study areas and it is a i love this term a rumpus room Mm-mm. up nope, there not uh, in my library vapes wrestling vapes yep oh lord wrestling in the book stacks and i don't know where this comes from but people <laughs> not being able to use airpods or earphones on their phone it's got to be on speakerphone oh like, i love they those hold people it right here and then I they gotta hold it right here and they gotta hold it right here <laughs> And I'm one of those people who, if I get a phone call, 
I, I know. I you, either you tell hit red you, button. Me. I either tell you I know. I'm at the I, library, or I take my phone outside. So there's my old man get off my lawn of the week. But that's something it. I've noticed in the last six weeks is that the level of respect for the libraries. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, mushroom cloud. Oh, and I saw Oppenheimer. You did? I haven't seen it yet. I did. I got to see that. Three hours of my life I'll never get back. So for me, my answer is I am now officially a U.S. hockey referee. I'm did, you get that, did you get that on Etsy? Nope. This was given to me through training. I've completed my video training, my safe sport training, and I passed 47 out of 50 on the written exam. Just 47? What'd you miss? Uh, the ones I missed were like, uh, like kind of like double negative questions. Like, would you not do this in case you didn't do that? Like kind of thing. And I'm like, ah, I got kind of confused and got those wrong. So it's, it sounds a little bit now. Don't take this the wrong way. It sounds a little bit like getting a degree from the university of Phoenix. Yeah. My 47 on a mail order. Oh, it's for sure mail order, but okay. the questions were hard. I mean, the, and you're uh, sure you got the mail from the right place? I did. I okay. got it from. I got it from USA Hockey. I'm pretty excited. I plan on officiating uh, boys and girls U10 uh, and some U12 and PUE hockey this winter. I've been skating religiously on Wednesdays and Sundays Where? over at Bloomington Ice Garden. What time? Open skating. Wednesday and Sunday, big yeah, I'll open be there skating. tomorrow morning. Uh, that's why we're not doing the pod tomorrow is because I need to get my skate in. Uh, I've been getting really working hard on my skating. Um, the process, I've learned so much about the rules of hockey and officiating hockey in the last six weeks. It's crazy how fun it's been and how exciting I am actually to do my first game. And I thought actually, out of other things, we'll have a fun moment each week i referee a game because i'll be able to talk about whatever it is gonna be there you're gonna be at my first game maybe not your well, first i, I might I, have something i, I to assure do that you night, that one of you or both of you at some point will come and actually take pictures and video of me officiating a game too because it'll be great content for the show boy that sounds like organic content right there and not <laughs> contrived totally, at all totally. uh, what what is the referee signal for boarding Ah, uh, this. What is the referee signal for elbowing? This. What is the referee signal for hitting from behind? This. Holding this. the holding the stick. Uh, holding is both interference. This kneeing. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Ooh, this. No, it's not. It's not. Nope. What is it? That's. I gotta get them right. I don't. I don't have them all. And misconduct. That's this. Yep. Okay. Sorry. What about this one? What about this one? I don't know that one. Zoltan. I didn't know that one. Um. So that's what I've been doing. I'm excited to uh, hit the rinks and get get into a game. Get some game action. I'm maybe before excited. our show next week. I mean, I'm kind of pumped up about it. I'm ready for it to count again. I am too. I am too. All right. We're getting to pumpkin time. This Friday, we drop the puck in Rochester right around 10 o'clock. We have the uh, eight play-in games for 16 teams who are not seeded into the tournament. Uh, we'll face off in the morning. Uh, in between those games and the Big Pumpkin uh, Sweet 16 games, we'll have our first pool play games of the Little Pumpkin. We'll talk about the Little Pumpkin in a little bit uh, on the show. Before we do that, let's go over. It's it's standard fare for Tony and uh, Peter to talk about their favorite pumpkin memory or memory that kind of rings a bell with them. Our memories, mm-hmm. actually, for this show are fairly recent memories. You, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, the Hermantown Roseville shootout from was last so crazy year. It was about the it. Did it go super long? Game. It was literally uh, the first game of the tournament. It was. It was actually the first game of the tournament. I'm pulling up the the box score right now. Did it go? I was in there for the shootout. It was on rink three. Well, I remember I, that. So a shootout is always, you know, exciting. Right. Um, and, and Hermantown won, didn't they? I think they won the shootout. Yeah. Maybe this was two years ago. No, it was last year. Because last year I've got Blaine beating Roseville. Oof. In the big pumpkin. Hmm. Anyway, it was a shootout between Hermantown and Roseville. 
What's what no, jumped out at you about it? Was, it was at the wrong day. Six five Hermantown win over Roseville. Yeah. Uh, Roseville scored twice in the final nine minutes to tie the game. Yeah. And considering I played in the Roseville Association, I'm always kind of rooting for Roseville. Yeah. And kind, going up I like against, how it says kind of, kind of. He's fully like and he's, going up against a Hermantown team with TJ Wittiziak, Taylor Mannion, Pax and Medill. They've all moved on right at this point. Kowski Colby Headley. Yeah, that's a good um, team. Ethan Wise. That's a really good team. And I just wanted Roseville to be able to move on to the seeded game. Yeah, they were they single A last year and they weren't able to do it. They weren't. That's okay. I appreciate them coming down there. I like the I like the single A teams that come down and try to take their you know kick at the can at Double A in that tournament. It's good practice for them. Well, it's a good time to do it. It's the opening weekend of the season. You might as well get it out of the way. And they aren't eligible to play in the Little Pumpkin because Little Pumpkin is for associations with a Double A team in front of them. So yeah. it's a pretty narrow field. Like when we're building <laughs> these, like you can only get eight, ten, twelve max teams in these tournaments. So it's tricky. It's tricky. So my memory, uh, speaking of uh, the uh, the pumpkin memories, the White Bear Lake 2019 team with Conrad Fondrick really jumps out at me. And I always remember it's 19 because that was a team that was gonna, was on a collision course with Woodbury and Logan Hensler and that group, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw, I actually left the squirt. I've said this before on the show. I left the squirtacular because they were playing in the Moose Goheen either semi, yeah, I think it was the semifinals on Saturday or it was pool play, but it was a game where they didn't actually play each other at all. And they were clearly the two best teams with the two best players. And they were playing each other that day. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sneak away and go run over to White Bear and watch this game really quick. And it was as advertised, 6-5 type game. Great teams. Both teams were loaded. And I just remember about this this pumpkin. They just never really got tested. And I kept thinking to myself, Jeff Anderson has really outdone himself here. He's always been a really good coach, a guy I have a lot of respect for. He put together a nice team. Uh, he got he somehow convinced Conrad to come out of non-association <laughs> hockey because he never – I think this is the only documented season. No, he played Bantam's double-A the next season. For White Bear, I remember that. But it was always hard to get Conrad to play association hockey. And he did, and he was, as advertised, he was the MVP. Uh, he and Logan Hensel were the two best peewees in the state by far that year. And I just remember it was a while that they had been in the pumpkin, and they showed up in the pumpkin and won it. And I think the theme song was Since You've Been Gone was the theme song we made for the for the montage. <laughs> and Jeff Anderson thought that was great. What a wonderful team they had uh they had Graham Greeter, Max Anderson, Jack Stanius, obviously Conrad. Um, Will Distead. Uh, uh, Cam, what's the uh, Cam one? Oh, Autry. Autry was on that team. That was just a fun, fun team to watch. They moved the puck. They were unselfish. And oddly enough, there was no road on the team. They, they No, it was the one era, time. One time in my life the there hasn't time. been a road lined up with a, a White Bear successful team. So. I would also argue that they did get tested. Did they? They did. Game two. Against Rosemount? Yep. Who was on that Rosemount team? Would that have been like... Vita uh, Poe, Toll, yes, Sherman, Candon, Doshin, Harold, Belial, Garrity, Parla, Rybar, McCracken, Rutzik, Doshin. Remember Will Doshin had a stint in, in Rosemount, too, He did, but he? it was Josh Toll who gave White Bear like fits in that game with two goals and an Good assist. Player. So it was 2-2. Two, two. Late in the second period, Wiper Lake rattles off three straight goals to go up 5-2 going into the third. Rosemount scored twice in the third to make it 5-4. to four. And I remember watching that game thinking, no way. <laughs> no way. Yeah, was Rosemount. there a Sherman on that team too? Of course. Yeah. There's always a Sherman. There's always a Sherman. There's always, always a Sherman. Sherman. I agree. Well, good times. Uh, we'll be making more memories uh, uh, this week as well. I'm certain yes, of it. Yes, we will. We'll get we'll get to that in just a minute. But before we do, let's talk about our new sponsor to YHH, uh, Breakaway Academy. Breakaway they were Academy. in the office today. You got your chance to to meet up with them and learn a little bit about them. Do you know? There's a test. No pun intended. What are the three pillars of Breakaway Academy? <sighs> you are now on the clock. You have ten seconds. Well, this might be tough for me because I went to parochial school, but it's athletics, academics, and character. 
Good job, Peter. Woo! Good job. I'm going to tell my uh, breakaway story. Uh, Andy Brink and uh, Dave Snugger started the school back, I'll, I'll say 2012 was their first fall in business. And I knew Andy and Dave uh, quite well because of their kids and because of hockey and things like that. And when they started the school, I was like, there's these are two really upstanding guys. They're going to do a really nice job. They're going to open a small business and, and they're going to pour their hearts into it. And uh, they did exactly that. And I remember their first couple years in the, in the Caden Bolson and Rhett Pitlick and Bobby Brink and Drew Hellison, that group, when they were coming through there, Tyler Roll Wagon was going to school. I remember that crew was coming through. I remember thinking, well, they're, they got a nice thing going here. And they're driving the bus. They had, they had a little transportation where they pick kids up in Plymouth and Braemar and they had this little like Metro mobility type van. And I'd been there, in, you know, here or there just visiting and stuff over when, in their early years, but it's been six, seven, eight years since I've been out to Chaska where they launched the school. And I've been over to the new place, but never inside. And I went inside and as I walked inside, I noticed they had five school buses, Peter, five, five school, school buses. buses. And now well over 400 students, uh, 23 teachers, 70 employees. It's insane how successful the school is. And you go back to the foundation of what Dave and Andy had when they started the school. And it's phenomenal well, it's to starting, see what they've built. It's also started to draw student athletes from out of state as yeah. well. A couple of years ago, this Quartacular, I had at least two sets of parents from Phoenix the Junior Coyotes asked me about Breakaway Academy. When the Des Moines Junior Bucks were here, I had a couple of parents ask me about Breakaway Academy. So the reputation of Breakaway Academy and how they develop student-athletes is spread far and wide. And so I had a meeting with them last week, and this is the interesting tale. I said, oh, you know, you need to get something like Shattuck where you have the wall of fame. And they're like, oh, we already do. And I walked <laughs> over there and wait till you see it. It's just absolutely incredible how many Great hockey players have been developed at Breakaway Academy, but I don't think those guys, Dave and Andy, are as proud of that as they are as proud of some of the other students that don't go on to college hockey, but they go on to do great things in other forms of non-athletic endeavors besides just, you know, their two boys who are obviously fantastic athletes, uh, you know, with, with Bobby Brink and Jimmy Snuggero, but there's several of these people that have gone on to play Division One hockey, Division One lacrosse, other great athletes that have had great experiences at the school. And, and I can't wait for you to get, get over there and help build their video and help build some of the content because you're going to really get to know these people and really like these people. And you're going to be amazed at how many people there know who you are. You were going to walk in there oh, and you'd geez. be like a little instant celebrity when you're there. So I'm, I'm excited for us and our relationship with – breakaway hockey and there's breakaway academy and and all the great hockey players that come out of there i can't wait to put dave snuggerud on camera <laughs> just start barbara walter you just thing. all you with dave just turn the camera on ask a question and come back a half hour later and he'll be <laughs> just be wrapping up at that point there's my first shot at snuggy and there are many more to come good people. all right uh let's talk a little bit little big pumpkin action we rolled through all the rosters oh uh i had the good fortune of building the seeds one through eight um and i like where they are at i will not be wrong this year uh one of my one through eights will win it no no meddling kids like minnetonka <laughs> on the outside nine through 24 are gonna win my tournament two years in a row did you hear me dark horses you're not gonna ruin it for me this year they you, surely enjoyed it last year, proving me wrong. I'm sure they did. But how could you have known that Colton Crook and Cash Hardy would have the tournaments of their no lives? No idea. No idea. And that's the thing about this tournament. You got a couple ringers out there that, mm -hmm. you know, like like Colton especially. Wow, who could stop that kid in front of the net, you know? Literally nobody. Nobody. No one. No one. So um, what do we got? What do we? How are we going to run this thing today? Uh, well, first, we're going to go through the top eight seeds. Okay. These are the teams that are, uh, after a long time or a long, hard road of diligent reporting on, on your part, all those phone calls and text messages and whatnot, 
Uh, whittled down to eight top seeds, Woodbury, Minnetonka, Osseo Maple Grove, Edina, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, Rochester, and Rogers. No real Cinderella's out of that list, is there? No. When we were going through the <laughs> rosters and we were ticking off you know, players who could be good, I thought to myself, this is one of the most balanced and deep fields of eight that we have had I agree. in a very long time. I agree. I think some of these, uh, the five, one of the five through eights definitely has a shot to upset uh, the one through fours on will be Saturday morning, Saturday assuming morning. they all make it through uh, Friday <laughs> evening's session, which we've seen before. Many, many teams out of that, that uh, morning bracket, they get a little confidence. They get a little dub under their belt. The other team comes in a little rusty, and this team is not rusty. They've... They've gotten up in the morning. They've had their Wheaties. They've played one good game. They yep. go have a nice lunch. They come back, and they're ready to beat the pants off of the one through eights. Who are just getting out of the car. Just getting out of the car. I think Mind there's a games. little bit of advantage to it. I really think there's an advantage, especially some of those where it's very even between the games. I think it's fun to watch. I think it is, too. Let's uh, let's go through. We each have a player to watch from the top eight seeds. Mm-hmm. If we did a player to watch from every team in the field, which we could. We'd be here till summer. We would be here until next summer. So we're going to do a player to watch from each of the top eight seeds, and we'll we'll go back and forth here. We'll play a little tennis. Okay. Who do you got for Woodbury? Uh, I'm going Logan Petronak. I, I think he's played Peewees and Woodbury for 11 years now. Uh, this will be his year. <laughs> I'm for sure. I'm certain of it. Uh, I'm going to take Drew Morrell. Super athletic. Another kid. I think this is his third year. Super athletic family. It feels like there's been a morel on yes. a Woodbury Pee Wee roster. There's Brady before. Yeah. And then they have a sister, too. Uh, Maddie, yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. Minnetonka. Minnetonka. I'm going to go with the reigning uh, MVP, Dean Stevens, was on that Tonka team last year. And he was, I think I interviewed him post-tournament. Like, you're going to be more of the interview guy this year. Oh, I hope so. Uh, I'm going to take... Ozzy Ware, who is apparently now spelling his name O-Z-W-A-L-D, Oswald. I'd like to meet uh, the namesake for Oswald. Did you know that Wiz Wyatt's God-given name is Oswald as well? Is it really? Mm -hmm. Keep that to yourself, Wiz. All right. Oswald Maple Grove. Oswald Maple Grove. Okay. So this is really hard. I I saw these guys play uh, Minnetonka last Sunday. Uh, eight days ago, and what stands out most is I call them the big four, the Milky, Machi, Brogowski, and Campa. Uh, that's a, that's going to be really tough. As the year goes on, uh, it's really hard to find a, a, a group of D with that much experience, that much length on their stick, and that much strength as those four. But my player to watch isn't one of the big four. It's actually their athletic stud defenseman, Zach Martin. I think he's kind of a game changer for OMG. And, you know, they have a a coach now who played D for the Gophers, you know, Derek Peltier. I think he's going to mold Derek who? Peltier. He's going to mold Zach Martin this year into one of those, you know, several great Maple Grove defenders that they've had coming through the program, you know, your Connor Kellys and your, uh, uh, oh, God, Nelson, Henry Nelson, Brock Faber. I was going to say, are you going to mention Brock the, Faber. the one playing top four minutes right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so many great defenders. Cal Thomas, so many great defenders have come through Maple Grove. Um, uh, Luke Margano is another one who's a great defender. I mean, so many great defensemen coming through that system. I think Zach Martin, if you're going to, if I really, really look closely, that's the one I think that's going to develop into a nice player in the future. I'm going to take Renner Anderson. (laughs) Talk about a goaltender who can steal a game. Renner can steal a tournament. So OMG will dress Renner Anderson and he'll rotate with Noah Sluter, who's also a very good goalie. It's a 1A, 1B situation. At OMG. All right. Uh, I liked before when we were going through the rosters, I threw the Maple Grove down. I go, see if you notice anything different about this team. And he looked to the top, number one, Anderson. He's like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's a game changer right it's there a, for Maple Grove. Every sur- summer tournament that Renner plays in, it's hard not to give him the MVP award or, or at least MVP consideration. How many lots of massa player of the games is that guy? That had. kid's so tired of frozen pizza. It's gross. It's uh, gross. Edina. 
Uh, this is going to be an interesting your pick. team. Take so your pick before, with this before we uh, move to Idani, you got to talk a little bit about Jeff Johnson no longer in the program. Uh, they did get a I didn't even s- think of that. Scott Bowlby has taken over the program, a longtime 12A coach in Edina. Should be interesting to see how this progresses, but we will definitely miss his wife, Susan, his son, Jake, and most of all, Jeff. Every year in the Big Pumpkin, his they always made their presence well known, no matter where it was. <laughs> Bloomington, Moorhead, Rochester. Jeff is a big fan of our site. He's a good friend of mine that we've a friendship we've developed over the last 10, 15 years. And uh I'm gonna miss him as a coach. I'm gonna miss him in the rink. I'm gonna miss everything about Jeff Johnson. It's a new era for Edina. It is. It is. Who's your player? Joey Stewart. Uh, this will be two consecutive podcasts where the name Joe Stewart comes up. His dad was in the Dustin Vogelsang podcast uh, from a couple weeks ago, the, the, the East Ridge head coach. And Joey's a heck of a player. We've seen him play dating back to his early days of the machine. Uh, he's been a superstar. Speaking of player of the game awards, Joey has no shortage of those. Yeah, no, you got? he really doesn't. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Henry Dan, uh, Henry and Randy Dan, Edina Products, two of the most polished oh, great players skaters. that I've seen in a very long time at this age group. But it, it really is a take your pick with this Edina team. Blake Schmidt, Jack, all good, all those guys. Uh, deep, very deep. Very, very deep. Very deep. Stillwater. Stillwater. I'm going first. Yeah, I'm going to go with Crosby Rankin. I thought he was one of their best players last year on the team, and he was a first year. I think he's going to have a breakout season. If still, I mean, obvious reason, I'm not going to steal your thunder, but um, I think we're going to get a lot out of Bjornley, who you're going to talk about. But uh, if Stillwater goes far in this tournament, they make the finals, um, I think Crosby Rankin will be one of the reasons they do that. I would also agree with you. I Lucas Bjornley was my player to watch, just an all-around stud hockey player. But Stillwater is a, an interesting place where there's always it always feels like there's one player who surprises. There's like a Jonah Johnston no, type, a Jonah Johnson or a Kieran Jones type. Yeah, who, you don't see him over the summer very often because they're off doing normal things like playing lacrosse and fishing and whatnot. And then they show up for the big pumpkin, and you think six who pounds taller, is forty pounds heavier. That kid. Yes. I remember Jonah Johnson from the Lumberjack Cup two years prior. So it wasn't like a total shock, but boy, did he take over that game. Kieran Kieran Jones is the one who stands out for me. Correct. In in that same vein. Uh, White Bear Lake, we're going to keep it on the east side. Um, I want to say Alex Bolt because he's had a great summer. Uh, He played in a lot of our stuff. Uh, What a fantastic athlete. But I think that. The player you really need to watch for this team is going to be Owen Ryan. He's going to make or break the success Goaltender. of this team. Uh, if he can keep everybody to two or less all weekend long, I think White Bear will be in the finals. All right, I'm going to go uh, Kevin O'Shea. Ooh, this White like Bear that. Lake team. Uh, sources, Smart player. Sources close to the program say that he is an exceptional defenseman who plays the game the right way, and he gets all of the little things that go into being a defenseman, whereas some players at this age, they rely on uh, height, for one thing, size, the ability to skate through five opposing players, whereas Kevin is big on angles, yeah, his edges. That was something that this person let me know. Edge work is apparently very, very good. Love it. Love hearing that. What are you doing? I'm finding I'm going to ask you a question here. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to trick you here. Rochester. Rochester. I got a lot of choices. I'm going Ace Lack. I really liked his game last year. And then I looked down. I'm like, no, this kid's a first year. I thought he was one of their best players. I think he's dangerous. I think, you know, they they have a lot. We have a lot of kids to choose from on this Rochester team. When we start looking at that, I'm like, oh, God, I'm glad I had them inside the top eight because – they would have been a little fiery with me had I not put them inside the top eight because they're hosting the tournament. But they would have been even hot, hotter had they come in and won two or three games and said, see, I showed you. So looked at their roster. I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with the goaltending duo, Elliot Sickink and Earl Graff. They remind me of another Rochester goaltending duo. Okay. Think, think back a couple of years now. Ooh. 
I don't remember. Help me. Dawson Desjardins and Anton Ackley. I like. Oh yeah, that was good. Both was goalies good. can steal a game, and when you've got players like Nolan Steele and A. Slack in front of you, having a big time goaltender like these two, that could work out. Love it. All right, we scanned all the rosters. Rogers. Oh, Rogers. I sorry, sorry. You sorry. can't forget the I'm Royals. Sorry. What sorry. are you well, doing? This kid's one of the best players in the tournament. Jackson Kleinbrook, defender. Good save. Nice save. Defender. Um, he kind of he's a two hundred foot game kind of guy. Great hands, great head on his shoulders, high IQ. I think that Jackson is the type of kid that continues to get better and better every year. And I think this Rogers team is gonna sneak up on Woodbury. For Rogers, I'm gonna go with another goaltending duo: Jamison Grady and They're Mason good. Dooley. I like that. Two goaltenders who have no trouble making thirty saves in a game, and at the pumpkin, all you need is a chance. And both these goaltenders give Rogers a good chance to get out of the first round. I think they're gonna face. Would they face? Uh, I think they're gonna face Eden Prairie. That'll be a really good game. If assuming Eden Prairie be a can very get even, out of their first game, that'd be an even game, right? There. Yeah, yeah. That's I was I was torn between Eden Prairie and um, and Rogers for that eight seed, and I thought, you know what, Rogers beat. Um, Woodbury a couple years ago in the Squirtacular. I'm like, why not set up a little matchup on Friday night between one and or on Saturday morning between one and eight? Let's let some old vibes play themselves <laughs> out again two years later. Yes, if anyone was asking, I did do that on purpose. Thank you. Has uh, anyone asked? Uh, no, but if anyone does, the, that's the answer. <laughs> I'm sticking with that answer. So yeah, Eden Prairie plays Omaha, which is kind of a wild card. Uh, if the Eden Prairie gets out of that first game, they'll face Rogers. All right. Here's my. Uh, this is not on script, so I'm going to throw a little thing at you here. Okay. You can't steal my. And if you steal my answers, that's great. I think it'll be great. Uh, name two players in the nine through twenty-four. Two players in the nine through twenty-four that you think will jump out at us this weekend. <laughs> I, have, to go I first? have two in mind that we've already talked about. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna, here's two. I'm going to go Kale Sloan. Gosh dang it. Kale Sloan from Wyzetta. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, I saw he played for the Lakers this summer. I broadcasted two of his championship games. This kid right. is an absolute stud of an athlete. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, for Wyzetta, and then Nikolai Zukov. Now, Nikolai moved in from Proctor, Minnesota, to Hermantown and had to play PBBs. And if you followed PBBs at all last year, they were a finalist. I think they were a state finalist or at least semifinals in the PBBs because he couldn't play AA in their association, so he had to play PBBs. He's an excellent late 2010 birth year. That's a kid you're going to want to keep an eye on uh, on Friday at the uh, Pumpkin. All right, I'm going to go uh, Matt Scott. Eden Ooh, Prairie. I like that one. That's a good call. He's one of the top goaltenders in the tournament. We got some I know. good goalies. I've been harping on. I've been harping on goalies all. We morning. got some good goalies. That's okay. Uh, and my other one is a trio from Farmington: Blake Kratz, Jace Grosley, and Jackson May. Like that. That's if a you, sneaky team. I tend to think of teams in. Uh, in a gag line, GAG, get a goal. You got 30 seconds on the clock. You pull the goalie. You need players on the ice who can score. If you can line up Kratz, Grosley, and May, you might pull out a one-goal game here. So I, I like that trio. From I like that team. I like that Farmington team. Okay. Um, now that we've completed the players to watch and the seeds, let's pick a winner. Let's pick a dark horse. Mm, okay, so ramification not ramifications yeah dark has to be 9 through 24 has it, to be a 9 through 24 be, it can't be one of the 1 through 8s and i'm taking Wyzetta. really yeah i do i like that Wyzetta team you mentioned kale There's sloan a lot of good names uh, on Casey there sowers another yep. player that could be good on that team ben maytack if he's got any of his sister's blood running through <laughs> he's his good veins he's which good biologically he has to yep. it'll be a good goaltender so i like Wyzetta. Wyzetta is a plucky team you know i was gonna go i, I haven't seen the results i was gonna go prior late because there's so many good kids on that roster um yep. But I'm I'm just I got I I just talked about Hermantown. Um, I th I think they're going to get out of their first game against Shakopee, 
And they're going to, I just have a funny feeling that we're going to see, I don't think Hermantown's going to win the Big Pumpkin for the second time, but I think we might see them on a Saturday night. They could make it all the way to the Final Four. That There's my dark horse. I'm getting excited just hearing about Friday night at the Pumpkin, which is always a big freaking oh, evening. It's fun. Saturday night at the Pumpkin, another big. Oh. Yeah, there's some good games. Now I'm excited. Now I'm excited. There's some really good games to be played. Who do, so, you got, who do you got for a champion here? Oof. Good luck. I saw I, the two I saw are Tonka and um, and OMG, right? Yeah. And I saw a lot that I liked. I see a lot that I like from um, Minnetonka. I mean, it's just the skill. I mean, they, they go six, six deep up front. Uh, those six up front are just going to be really hard to stop. Uh, I did hear that they lost to Edina, which not surprising. Edina is going to be really good, um, but I haven't got it. I don't have data on them. I'm going to so I'm going to stick with Minnetonka. I I, I believe in uh, their coaching staff there. I think Minnetonka is going to repeat. So I'm going to go Minnetonka and Hermantown. All right, are you ready to punch me in the face? Um. Well, Rose, are you going to go Roseville? You could have had Roseville as as a dark horse. They're yeah, not even not. in it, are they? Are they in it? Why no, don't they you, are not. Why don't nope, you know this? they are not. They're not in it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my dark horse was Wyzetta, and my champion's going to be Edina. Oh, yeah, I'm going to punch you. Heard good things about White Bear Lake. Obviously heard, heard good things about Woodbury, Minnetonka, Osseo, Maple Grove, but Edina. I just got a feeling it's a hornet ear. They got man. a lot of good players. And I think the I new coach, like it's a I think the new coach ear. could, you know, I, I do something hate, here. I don't hate saying it because I don't really care. I don't understand the Edina hatred from the rest of the state, but it feels like an Edina year. If if the new coaching staff can get all of those players to play, not like this, but like this, yeah, that team is really, really good. There's a lot of this and this in these in this teams. Lots of good teams, but which is the one that can kind of come together and start sharing the early. puck early in the season? Early, and we know late who's in been the doing trust falls in the off season. <laughs> who did? Who went on a camping trip with the rest of the team? We're correct. Find out. Correct. Correct. So we'll find out. Well, it should be fun. Uh, can't wait to add another plaque to this bad boy. Eleventh yeah. uh, annual. You thought it was tenth, didn't you? I did. Yeah, eleventh annual. Uh, Edina's. Won it a few times. Maple Grove's won it a few times. A uh, bunch of singles out there. Are we going to get our first double? Are we going to get our second oh, from Minnetonka? Our second from Hermantown? Uh, Woodbury's never hoisted that bad boy. I'm pretty sure. No, they've never won it. They've been in it a lot. Oh, my god! They're always in the They've final been a Final Four a lot in this tournament. But they've never won that. Did you hear that, Woodbury boys? They've never won the pumpkin. So a lot of you kids that were on the... Uh, the little pumpkin championship team. A lot of those kids would be on the big pumpkin team, making a chance for it. You're the number one seed. It's all right out in front of you there, Woodbury. Good luck. Speaking of East Side, uh, let's talk about our good friends, Map South Hockey. Yeah, Mendota Heights training uh, metropolis. It is. Uh, was over there a lot this summer. You were as well doing Bantam Elite stuff. Too much. Any too much. any things jump out at you over there? Watching kids train, watching the pros train when you were there? Um, the Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> That's important. It's not good, but it doesn't need to be good because you're not there to dink around Correct. on your phone. You're there to lift weights, do dry land, and get on the ice. What strikes me most about Map South is the amount of staff they have out for just a regular practice. There's oh, no crazy. less than four coaches on the ice. And I would also say that the Map South staff uses ice better than almost any other coaching staff because they divide it up into their quadrants or their their three zones or Your what stations. have you. You're, you're never standing in line. I agree with that. I agree with that. My takeaway is how much, how well these coaches who coach out there know the kids. Uh, whenever I'm talking to someone, one of the coaches from Map South about the players, they're like, they'll talk to them as if it's they're fluent in each player's game which I think is an investment that they make in the players, which is fun to watch that these par- these parents who are investing their money in their kids are getting great value for their training and, and helping them become better young men and women for that matter. Yeah, say so don't forget the women. Nope, they have a female program as well. So Map South Hockey, check them out on the web.
Little Pumpkin now. How about a lot of Little Pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> Last year was the first of its kind. We had some success with this AA thing at the Blue Ox, and I said, what's... Uh, Rob Cothran from Rochester goes, hey, can we do something for the A's? I'm like, I got a great idea. Let's see if we can pull this off. And last year we got eight teams. We did truly Little Pumpkin where we just did a three-gamer. Mm-hmm. And it was so successful, we asked all the teams, would you do it again if we did it four-gamer? I'm like, yep, because we had that room in between the Big Pumpkin morning and evening session, and it worked out perfect. Uh, yeah. We're having 32 teams down there this year. Eight of them are A teams with double A's in front of them. I'm excited to see this one. Uh, really mature associations are coming down. Woodbury, Andover, Rochester. I think it's going to be a very like versus like, which I'd love to see. Um, last year's champion was Woodbury. Uh, yep. This year we have Woodbury, Rogers, Wyzetta, and White Bear Lake in one pool. and the other pool, it's Stillwater, Rochester, Andover, and St. Michael, Albertville. All these teams have very good double-A teams. So the trickle down should be pretty nice, I would think. I would also assume so. Although there is one team who I think you and I both agree uh, stands out from the rest of the pack. Yeah, to say there will be, I would say it would be a major upset if Woodbury, uh, with who they have on their roster, uh, aren't in the championship game. I'm not saying they're going to win the tournament uh, right out of the gate. But, uh, wow, they have three or four kids from that 2012 Blades team on there. They have Shilpkin, Christensen. Chatlin. Chatlin right there. I mean, that's that's a double-A that's a, really that's really a, that's a quality uh, group. They have a, uh, a, a Russian kid, uh, Pathan something another. Palton. Something like that. Uh I've heard he's a really nice player. You almost reached well. for the roster. I almost did, but I figured it would delay the show too much. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to flip through the rosters, but uh, right. I think that's a nice team. I think all these teams are going to be, you know, way more developed than we than we're used to. They're ready for this event, so these teams have been practicing hard and really getting after it. I'm excited for the little pumpkin. What uh, what do you think? Who's going to come out of Pool A and who's going to come out of Pool B here? We've already talked about right. Woodbury squad. I, I'm going to go Rochester. Yeah, I like Coming that roster. Out of pool a. I like Eli Ranfranz is a yep. really nice player on that single-A team, so I like Rochester. Okay, so you're going to go Rochester. And uh, Woodbury coming out of B. I'm going to go Stillwater uh, and Rochester. And I'm going to go Woodbury and White Bear Lake made it to the finals last year. They're super deep again this year. I'm going to go Woodbury, White Bear Lake in B. And I'm going to go a repeat of last year. Woodbury and White Bear Lake in the finals again. Woodbury to win it. Wow. What are you going with? I'm going to go with Woodbury and Rochester in the final and Woodbury to win it. Ah, so we both agree. We do. That's a goocher. When we both pick a winner, sometimes that comes back and backfires on us. Mm. I'm thinking of the last time I heard somebody use the term goocher. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? It's from Stand By Me. There we go. Well, you haven't seen Jerry, a lot of movies. Jerry, uh, what's his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, yes. Oh, man, Probably the I most accomplished actor out of that group, if you think about it. Well, River Phoenix died young. Yes, he would have been the best. No Will, Will Wheaton I don't know. The most relevant he's been lately is when they made fun of him on Family Guy. Right. And then uh, Corey, not Haim. Who's yeah. the other Corey? Who's Corey the other Corey? Feldman. Who's Feldman. And Corey yeah. Feldman. His, he hasn't done anything. Uh, well, so no, that's not true. He was, on, he was on VH1's. He did a reality VH1 thing. VH1 Child Stars. Yes. Him exactly. and Danny Bonaducci. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't really count. That's not acting you just i don't think yourself. any of the i don't think any anybody watching river this. phoenix would have been by far the most accomplished one would have been no question about it r.i.p all right um so we got that we have a lot of accomplishments for ourselves uh <laughs> we just went through weekend. the entire cast of stand by me yeah no we have for <laughs> ourselves we have some games to live stream we will live stream yep. uh all seven of the bracket play games uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I'm going to try to do out of seven of them. I'll probably do five. You'll do two. You'll probably do two games in the middle. I'll probably do the um, orange and white championship yep. games. 
Yeah, and I'll do the all the championship side games. So I'll do six on Saturday and one on Sunday out of those. And then I'll do also the Little Pumpkin Championship as well. Love that game. I had a great game last year. Love that Woodbury team. Uh, was outstanding. They made it to state. Uh, I think there'll be one or two of these teams will be, be vying for a state title. And obviously in the Big Pumpkin, there's a lot of teams that'll be in the state tournament, which will be in, do you know where it's going to be? Valley Fair. Yes, it's going to be in Shakopee. Oh, it is? And Yes, it's oh. going to be in Shakopee. Oh, wow. Yes, it is going to yeah. be. PBAA and A is in Shakopee. And I'll give you uh, two guesses on who the MC of the banquet is going to be. In Shakopee? Mm-hmm. Tony Lancet. Nope. You got the first part right. Brooke White Lancet. You got the first name right for who the... MC for if the it's you, State I'm Tournament off. Banquet. It is me. Okay. And are you ready for this? It gets better, Peter. It gets better. Are you ready for who I'm going to interview, who the keynote speaker is going to be? Do you know who the keynote speaker is going to be? I've given this a lot of thought. Bob Motzka. A lot of thought. No. Oh, you're close. I actually. His, he has a player on his team will be... All right, my my targeted keynote speaker. Are you ready? Uh, no, I'm trying to think of the best go. He, I'll give you a clue. Carl he Fish. won a state tournament. It's not Carl PBAA Fish, state tournament in Blaine. PBAA state tournament in Blaine, and he will be the speaker at the banquet, assuming he's in town. If it's not Carl Fish, I don't care. His name is Jimmy Snuggerud. Yeah, he's okay. So Jimmy Snuggerud is my... 1A, and if for some reason the Gophers are out of town for Big Ten semifinals that weekend, in which they could be, um, his father, David uh, Snuggerud, will be his backup. So it should be a fun uh, banquet. We'll relive the memories of the 2000, I think it would be 19 state final at, at 18 or 19, state final at Blaine. At Fogarty Arena, when uh, Fetchko scored the game-winning goal to beat Ossie Maple Grove in the finals, great game. Ah. Where were you that year? Were you what year? I was in. I don't know. I was in Blaine for the. Was that the year you were in Moorhead? Maybe it was your Moorhead year. I don't think it was my Moorhead year. I think Moorhead was the next year because they had Snuggerud on that Bantam Double A team. Yeah, yeah. Where were you the year before? Do you remember? I don't know. I'm really on vacation. <laughs> no, you were at a state tournament somewhere. Ah. Oh, you were in. Were you in? Uh, in uh, Marshall. Ha, yeah, yeah, I was at the you were in Marshall AA State Tournament. You were in Marshall, yeah. Yeah, yes. should we talk more about the drive to Marshall? No. Um, follow us along, follow along. Let's uh, hear it, Mr. Social Media Hockey King. Hub on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all that good stuff. We're going to have a lot of fun social media aspects to our tournaments this year. There's going to be a day, there's going to be a morning session recap with top performers and a, a a really easy digestible rundown of the morning games. There's going to be a daily recap at the end. These are all going to be on video. So you can uh, see my dumb face babbling at the end of a 16 hour day of hockey, but uh, follow along on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Cause we're gonna have a lot of cool stuff. Fun content. Fun. For Peter Rodney and producer Kayla, who just kicked the show off like a champ. I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you down in Rochester. Stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota.